let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever uh, experienced a church bully? <laughs> yes. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Did you have any bullies in your life? Uh, you know, I, I thought of a few little stories. You know, uh, I probably did, but... I was kind of a, an odd kid, you know that. Um, but one of the one of the ways that I was odd is that I I didn't I didn't care at all what anybody thought of me. Um, and I I to a fault. I mean, that, that's there's good things and bad things about that. But well, because you were worked. the world's best Christian. Yeah, that's right. So you already knew what already they, knew. What they yeah, ought yeah. to think about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, there probably were people who. Oh, I can think of one person who really tried to bully me, and and I, it just didn't. Like it was almost laughable, and you I, sat on him. No, <laughs> yeah, I was a skinny kid, not like now. If I sat on him now, it would be bad. But I remember one kid, and, and it was not a big deal. And he, like, he just moved on to other people who had a bigger reaction. Yeah. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Um, why? Why is? Yeah, I had so a I legitimate did, neighborhood bully. Tell me, tell me about it. Yeah, um, my neighborhood was two streets that connected to each other. Yeah. Um, and I lived all the way down at the Long Street's cul-de-sac. Okay. So I was all the way at the bottom. Yep. And the when you went up to where the streets connected, so they came down parallel, and then one curved into the other, okay. and it kept going to the cul-de-sac. Yeah. There was a stop sign there, and that's where my bus stop was. The bus would only make that loop. It wouldn't come down in the cul-de-sac. I see. So I would walk up to that bus stop. Yep. I had to pass this, this horrible shepherd dog I told you about named Satan. Oh, right. There was always going at it at the fence, terrorizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd walk past that thing twice a day. I'd go up, and we had a bus stop, and the bus stop just before that, yeah. on the other street, was yeah. where the bully lived, right okay. in front of his house. Yeah. And he was older than me. Uh -huh. He was a of big, heavy set kid. Yeah. Um, the, the good thing was he was heavy set, so uh, I, I could outrun him. Okay. Oh, yeah, good. But uh -huh. I had to be aware. Yeah, it was a, it was like a you know it, it was a, a Boo Radley sort of adventure aspect to the neighborhood, but it okay. was legit, right? Okay, I mean, there was, yeah. There was, there was some concern that you if might he grabbed get, you. It yeah. was it was, was ground to pound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he liked to he liked to beat people. He liked yeah. to take his frustrations out uh -huh. on whomever. Uh -huh. And I and I saw him do this. Uh huh. Job uh, of the hut. Yeah, people who tried to stand up to him, uh, you know, out of honor or what have you. Um, you know, I remember seeing him pull the shirt over one kid as he was wailing on his face. Uh -huh. um, and I oh, thought, man. Man, I got to stay away from this guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> one time he tried, uh, they, they took mud, muddy water uh -huh. and some glasses. Uh -huh. And they were trying to convince us that it was hot chocolate. Oh, and me boy. and my friend or me and my cousin, I grew up next to my cousin, uh, one who was older, one who was younger. I hung out with the younger one more and, uh, we were playing in the yard or something and, and he was standing there and he said, hey, we got some hot chocolate. You yeah. want some hot chocolate? Yeah. And we're like, no. Yeah. Like, that's just muddy water in a glass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I knew not to get close to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to actually walk up to this kid. Right, 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 and right. And take a glass out of his hand. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not an idiot. The kid has beaten up everybody. Yeah. just happens to bring you some chocolate milk <laughs> yeah. Yeah, out just, of a glass. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just so happens to look like mud water. Right, hmm. right. Curious. 
So, um, <laughs> well, since you say yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so we, we keep our safe. I had a safe distance, you know, 10, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. 15 foot good, you yeah. know, buffer where if, if he came at me, I could take off. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. he's not going to catch me. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a big kid. Sure. Uh, and, uh, so he got frustrated that we weren't buying his, his right. pitch. Yeah. And he, uh, he, you know, he chucked the water at us and sure. went away frustrated. But, um, there was, uh, times that, that, um, uh, mud balls were thrown, rocks were thrown. Um, like I said, people were beat up. Yeah. Um, this was just kind of like the neighborhood bully. Right. Yeah. And I thought everyone grew up like this. That there was mm. there was a kid like this in every block. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that I I want to... that's going to be another cognitive bias. That by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I thought everyone grew up. I thought everyone grew up this yeah, way. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and it's interesting when I think about that. And there was fear. Uh-huh. Sure. But I only had to encounter this kid on short occasions. Yeah. Um, when I got on the bus, right? Yeah, he yeah. was on the bus stop before me, and I, yeah. and the bus came to me, and I had to pay attention to where he was. I didn't want to sit near him. Um, if anytime he was roaming around the, our part of the neighborhood, you know, I had to be aware. Yeah. Um, but it was only it, it, as far as like minutes of the day. Mm-hmm. We're talking about very few. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Relative to like cyber bullies, mm. where the bullying seems to be persistent and eternal. Yeah. It's like it's laid down in the fabric of cyberspace. Yeah. It can't be revoked. It's always there if someone wants to find it. Right. Uh, the criticisms that someone spoke about you are eternal, right? Yeah. They're, everyone in the whole world must see this. Yes. Um, yes. I'm the Star Wars kid pretending like I'm a, a Jedi right. or a Sith Lord, and now the whole world has mocked me. Yeah, yeah. And what do I do and where do I go and who am I and how do I bounce back from this? Um, it takes a lot of psychology to to make a good thing out of that. You know, make lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah, um, that kind of bullying we it's didn't not, have growing up. And it's not just the whole world, but when this bully did encounter you, you're talking about one like uh, potentially yep. really difficult circumstance where he comes and, and offers yep. this this chocolate milk to you, this mud, uh, and you kept a distance from him, and so like you had to be super aware. Mm-hmm. But I would guess that you're like, okay, I, I kind of have this under control because if he comes after me, I'm going to run away, and yeah. like it's going to be okay, and I don't like it, but it's going to be okay. You can't get away from online bullies. That's right. You can't get beyond their grasp. Um, yeah. They're there, and they have full access to you. And uh, when I think about it in terms of what if the what if he was faster? Yeah. Sure. And he certainly could have been bigger and stronger and faster. That's a possibility, yeah. And if he really wanted to just hunt people down in the yep. neighborhood, how much more terrifying that would have been. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Than the experience that I had yeah. that seemed more controllable. Yeah. Although that uh, people in that time uh, that were uh, that that did like uh, how can I say if he really did was beating people up at like amazing rates, it's likely that he would have gotten in trouble, gone into juvenile mm-hmm. detention or whatever. Like, there right. are people to stop that if he actually is, like... You would hope so. Yeah. yeah. And probably circumstance, some circumstances that's not true, but eventually it would, you know, that would catch up with yeah. him if he's doing it all the time. Yeah. If everybody's got broken bones, this whole neighborhood, uh, yeah, that would... Uh, yeah. I... Where this is... I'm trying to draw a distinction. Online, that does You know, you can have one person who is right. terrorizing... Uh, a ton of people in serious ways, and there are no consequences. Right. No ramifications. No and one ramifications. of the things that, that I saw with my parents, uh-huh. one time this bully, uh, he did something inappropriate towards our family, and my mom had him come over yep. 
with his parents, and she chewed him out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my mom was good at that. Yeah. Okay. I can yeah. vouch. She was good. Yeah. At chewing you out. Yeah. And this boy bust into tears. Mm-hmm. She laid into him, and he was crying. Yeah. That's and the I kind could, of consequences I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. Right. This yeah. big tough neighborhood bully. Yep. That's when I began to realize that the bullying is all this insecure. Right. Um, lashing out this this reactionary sort of emptiness, yeah. trying to find power in place, yep. Um, yep. 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 and the, the sad part of it all, right? Then another time, and this this resonates more with a with a young man. Anyway, um, my dad, we were playing a game of tackle football, and the whole neighborhood was playing, and um, my father, the the bully, got the ball, uh-huh. and my dad laid him out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, knocked him so hard on his butt. Yep. And it was such this amazing vindication yeah. and this justice, yeah. right? And you remember it even now. Uh, oh, yes. I mean, I was elated. Yeah. Right? Sure. It was sure. amazing. Sure. Dad was like this hero. Yeah. And, and he, he put the bully in his place yeah. in a legitimate game. Right. right. <laughs> and, and, that, and that kid learned something that day. Yeah, boy. You know? Yeah, boy. He learned something. And so did you. I did too. Yeah. And those sorts of lessons, do they even happen anymore? Yeah. Mm. Uh, my parents, I mean, they, my dad doesn't have, he has a cell phone now, but he doesn't really even want it or carry it around. Yeah. He certainly doesn't have email or know anything about a computer. Right. Um, and when you're talking about cyberbullying and all that, that's just, that's a young man's game. Yeah. And the, the older, the wisdom of the ages is not interacting right. in that field. That's right like all these young people who whose brains aren't even fully formed yet. Right, right. They have no risk assessment or understanding of what's what's going on apart from the internet and the cyber world that they have assumed has been their context. They're growing up with this. Yeah. And they don't understand pieces of human interaction that I think you learn in a neighborhood yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it, in a schoolyard and mm-hmm. places that are not online, mm-hmm. that are real connections of humanity mm-hmm. um places you know we talked about with jim about flirting and failing or learning to interact with women or just yeah. people yeah um being able to carry a conversation right. being able to to do small talk or yeah. to go deeper or to take vulnerabilities and exposing yeah. who you are yeah. and yeah all those sorts of lessons i think have are not only artificial online yeah but i think they're really detrimental mm. what do you think oh yeah um I, I think you're exactly right that um, we don't know yet the effects of the internet, and I don't want to, uh, and, and the uh, social media and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, things are obviously very, very different. And I think it's so. Yeah. The bullying is a big, big deal, and I think we need to pay attention to it. But we don't I'm, want to needlessly demonize. I don't want to demonize anything that's just that's just yeah, because it's different technology. Or part of the reason but... because of technology. Part of the reason I say that is because. Um, there is an enormous amount of um, historical evidence that the same exact stuff happened, same exact um, thought process, catastrophizing, uh, happened when the printing press was inv- was invented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you could slander someone so quickly, so yeah. easily, and let yeah. it go out. And like no one quite like, and so the like oh, this is the end of civilization. Yeah, this is the end of learning. Um, used to be before that, people basically had to memorize everything. You, well, you had to now, be taught. You had a you needed a professor. You needed you needed to be a pupil. Totally. To, yeah. And so uh, and you had and whatever text you had to memorize it right. And so now 
you can just have books whenever you want to. And uh, the, the mm-hmm. massive amount of prolif- proliferation. There you got it. Sorry. You, got it. you worked it out. I should have, should have drunk so much. Um, uh, of uh, information. This is the printing yeah. press, right? And so, and what the bullying is just all of a sudden like gone crazy and no one can deal with it. Well, you know, with the printing press, we had laws to protect people. You know, there's libel and slander. Yeah. You can't just say whatever you want to say in print. That didn't happen right away, though. About some, well, it was cultivated, right? It's because cultivated. Because there was a need yeah. for it. So, there, so are... there, was a, there was a valid argument about that. And, and society had to respond to it. And I think that society will respond to this as well. I know there's a number of bills going through Congress and through various state legislatures. Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard some of them are really, really stupid um, and wrongheaded. Uh-huh. And uh, they're, but that's good. We're still in, we're not even in, through the first generation of this. Yeah. You know, it, it, it'll take time to work it out. Yeah. And you're right. The older folks who are basically the ones who were in Congress, right? The average age is 80 or something. I don't know. I'm making that up. But it, they're old folks in Congress. And mm-hmm. there's a few young people. But a lot of them, they don't know anything about the Internet. Yeah. So, like, creating – what was it? When uh, I remember Mark Zuckerberg went to testify about something with Facebook. This was not that long ago. Right. And one of the uh, committee members said – uh, you just to to Mark Zuckerberg. You just said that you don't don't pay uh, that people don't have to pay for your service. How is it that you can make money, sir? You're not going to last uh, the you know the next week. Right, <laughs> right. And he said, and so he said, advertising. And a guy said, advertising. Who would want to pay to advertise on the internet? Yeah. Okay, so this that's who's making our laws right now. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. So, so yeah. th- we can't trust that. But at some point, folks who are growing up with this and recognize, uh, most of them will not, the social but the super Ills, smart people- The ways that they've suffered. Come out of this and yeah. say, this is how we have suffered. And I don't think that's going to be your genera- our generation, right. you and me. No, 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 no. Our no. generation can't do that because we haven't grown up with it. No. But I think that there's they're going to have to make some sort of laws like we did yeah. with the, you know after the printing press. But initially in the printing press, I mean- the pamphlets that talk about how uh, John Calvin or, or Martin Luther or the Pope, you know, all these, you know, the, the religious thing was the big, big deal at the time. And mm-hmm. so how each of one of them is the Antichrist and how they're evil and how and many other people as well. Yeah. Like it really was, it was awful. And people were literally killing each other. And the bullying is also, you know, people are killing themselves and, mm-hmm. and it's it's awful. Yeah. Um, but I think we might be able to get through it at some point. I don't want to yeah. minimize the evil of it. It is evil. But... I can't help but wonder if the acceleration of technology is not allowing us to keep up. That we, you know, eventually this would happen if technology moved at the same rate as hundreds of years before the printing press, and then hundreds of years later we have this, and you know, fair enough. But it is going at an astounding rate. It is. And now we have uh, we have Chat GTP. And oh yeah, AI, you know, artificial intelligence on the rise, and uh, that we're going to throw that in the hopper. That's a yeah, great topic for the GTP, hopper. Yep. Um, and and what what the the implications for our society, right? Yep. From all of this, mm-hmm. um, and I know that that it's easy for us to sit back and say, well, we didn't have this growing up, and we're just becoming old men who want to say, back in my day. Uh, but think about this. Uh, was was a person who was opposed to the television set wrong? Yeah, that needs to be nuanced, right? Mm. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> it's technology, right? So, right. Well, it, it, it's it's not just technology. It's not just like better medical procedures. It's like 
entertainment-based technology or um, time-wasting technology. Oh, now, wait a second now. We're going to have to nuance the kind of technology, I think. Because television has been used mostly for entertainment, and I hear what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but... It, it has also been used, think about all the ways that screens, basically, mm-hmm. and even broadcast, have been used to promote the news and educating people about, uh-huh. think about all that Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers did for so many kids, you know, and those, you know, and programs yeah. like that all over the place. Let me ask you, do you, do you have access to mainstream television? I guess I have access to it. I haven't owned a TV in... Uh-huh. Everything that you look at oh, is from decades. the internet, right? Pretty much, yeah. You, there's no more broadcast television that you're watching. No, not really. Um, no, why no, not that I'm watching. No, yeah, definitely why not? not. Uh, I don't like the commercials. Um, uh-huh. And I think that, yeah, I, I want I want to be a little bit more selective with my, with my viewing, right. for sure. Uh, another way of saying that is that it has been uh, broadly materialized, commercialized. Oh, yeah. And it is providing no value. It's garbage. Well, okay. But it, <laughs> no, I agree with you, but the, yeah. is that necessarily the no, way that I, history I'm, had to go? I'm definitely playing hyperbole here yeah. to make my point. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, I'm not going to throw out the medium. I watch television all the time, and I try to choose things that are more educational or yeah. um, informative in some way, even though they're entertaining, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm getting increasingly annoyed with like YouTube, where the, the commercials are getting excessive. Um, greed too, yep. ruins everything. It always mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my point is, there was a time in society where their televisions weren't prevalent, and uh, now there are not just a few channels. There are hundreds and hundreds of channels, yeah. and most of them are absolutely useless. We went to a hotel. Uh, we don't do this very often, but over the this past Christmas break, we traveled and we stayed in a hotel. And uh, we had like an extra thirty minutes or something. We didn't weren't mm-hmm. doing much, and so we turned on the TV. I can't. I can't even. I couldn't even navigate. Right. There's like sub channels of channels, and then there's the, the yeah. HD version of this. And right. I, you know, I haven't owned a TV in decades, and I certainly haven't. And I, I couldn't even understand how to get to. There was something on that I was watching, and then I was like, I don't understand flipping channels. So I was go up, 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 and then I tried to get back to something that I was gonna thinking to watch and i couldn't get back to it yeah and yeah. so yeah when you say there's a lot of channels that's anyway yeah. technology there's something to maybe mo- technology moving very fast that uh-huh. is something but but we were talking about bullying right and so yeah so let me bring that back around yeah let's talk about bullying. Um, i think that uh where i'm headed with all this yeah is that um when technology moves fast and and human nature is to bully and to lord over people and yeah. to grab power yeah sure um, only the people who are keeping up with the technology have those abilities, right? They have more. The, well, they don't. They're not the only ones, but they have the new power, right. to wield, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And and it's very real power. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so if you're not keeping up with technology, and at some age you just stop doing that. Yeah. Right. Um, and and the the honoring of of. Uh, Elders in our society is decaying. Yes. yes. And, um, you know, oh, you're not relevant because you don't, you're not on the internet right. and you don't understand the internet or you yeah. don't understand cryptocurrency or you right. don't understand this. You're, you're some kind of idiot. Yep. 
Yep. You don't have any value to society. Yep. We're not That's honoring right. our elders That's right. um, That's for right. all of their experiences and mm. their wealth mm. of knowledge. That We're just losing all that information because we think we know what we're doing yeah. because we have the internet. Yeah. So uh, I want to think about bullying not just in terms of somebody picking on me through the through cyberspace, they don't know me. They would never say that to my face. I yeah. mean, that, those are all real things. Oh yeah. But there's a there's even to me a bigger bullying. Okay. That's systemic. That's okay. going on. Okay. That if you're not if you're not in the in with technology, yeah. Then you are in the outs. Yeah. And society's leaving you behind. Yep. You're dusty and irrelevant. Yep. And we don't need you, and we don't want you. Yep. And there seems to be a systemic pernicious sort of attitude yeah um and and look at it in terms of, of just like tele where television has gone it are all these hundreds of channels really for the betterment of all the entertainment options isn't it more a greed driven totally, totally. materialistic based sort of yeah. um we got to get our channel out there and and inundate people yeah. um and so news broadcasting has become uh driven by money and headlines totally. and sensationalism um, you know who's doing a really good job at, at explaining this? Who's that? Uh, the makers of The Crown. Have you seen The Crown Have series? Not. Uh, I'm in a season now. I don't want to give spoilers, but I'm in the, the latest season, and they're doing a great job at showing how the royals had to deal with media. Yeah. And I don't, I don't particularly feel terribly sorry for the royals or anything, but um, that's still going on today with the sure. Harry, Meghan sort of sure. stuff, and sure. people are into that. Um, but one of the things that they're highlighting is the queen... Before her passing, um, she just wanted to watch the BBC. Yeah, she didn't want a television with all these channels and options and all the craziness. And you yeah. know, and they're they're showing her uh, her grandson William flipping the channels, and one of them has uh, Shaggy on there singing bombastic. Okay, you know, and here's the Queen of England, yeah. uh, you know, in, in her day and age, you know, and she's looking at this and can't believe her eyes. Right, right. Um, and the the pimping that's on television, and yeah. she grew up with the BBC. And then uh, uh, juxtaposed to that, uh, alongside that story, they're telling the, the story of how the BBC tricked Diana into an interview. Uh-huh. How they, uh, to me, uh, that's that's unethical. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so the BBC, this, this well-honored, I mean, if you want real news, the BBC, to me, is still the place to go. It's a great place, yeah. yeah. It is It is trying its best to be as unbiased and just factual as possible, that's right? right? And that's their heritage. But here's this great example of where they yep. tricked Lady Diana into giving this interview yep. for ratings and breaking a story. Sure, sure. And, yeah. uh, so even the BBC got taken into that, right? Yep. And so that series is just kind of highlighting yeah. Those sorts of tensions yeah. between generations, yeah. where you have yeah, the yeah. queen and her grandkids and television and the media change and technology. Sounds interesting, yeah. It is interesting. And I think when I look at today, it's so fast. Yeah. It's so accelerated. It's so hard to keep up with. And, and kids are moving from one thing to the next to the next. I don't even know the possibilities of how my kids could be bullied. I don't even know the, the possibilities right. of how they're going to be systemically exploited. Yeah. I don't know the possibilities even of how they're going to be um, indoctrinated yeah. with who knows what. Yeah, it's it has it's it's flooding, and I know I'm almost fifty, and I'm starting. To, I'm well on my way to being the old man fuddy-duddy. Got it. Do I have no value? Do I have no wisdom? As a man who grew up uh, half my life with no cell phone, yeah. with no internet, yeah. did I learn anything? Was there anything of value? That's most of human history, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And, and here we are in this weird scenario, and, and I know the human heart 
I know the nature of people is to validate themselves, to lord over other people, to take advantage of them and extract money from them, to make me wealthy, to make me powerful, to make me famous, to make me look good. And, um, and I, and there's all this stuff going on that I can't even keep up with. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I can understand why old people buy a house out in the country yeah. and and shut down. Yep. Can you? Oh, for sure. You know, it reminds me of two people, um, two of my heroes, that uh, in the midst of that world ran in the opposite direction, hmm. specifically ran in the opposite direction. They're older uh, mm-hmm. men. Uh, one is Henry Nowen. Yeah. Uh, who yep. who uh, was... Um, you know, arguably the the brightest theological mind of the last 50 years um, among Christian circles and, you know, taught at Ivy Leagues and and then... Uh, Took to a neo-monastic and, and decide, lifestyle. And decided, you know yeah. what, um, all of this uh, theological accolades is not worth, you know, the, the, the stardom is not worth... And decided to become uh, the chaplain of a... Um, Residential facility for handi- for mentally handicapped adults. He washed a lot of dishes. Yep. He did menial tasks. He wrote books about. He was their pastor. Communing with God. He was their those, chaplain, yeah. um, and uh, spent a lot of time doing that. And mm-hmm. was uh, it, okay. And he st- he still continued to write, but I hit the stuff that we know from him that we that it, worldwide that everybody loves from him. The stuff that's translated the most and read the most and quoted the most. It's from later in his life, not his early mm-hmm. when he was a big star. So that's one. The other one that comes to mind is, um, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Eugene Peterson. Eugene yeah. Peterson. Yeah. Who uh, I don't know his story as well, but I know that he has uh, dismissed all kinds of technology and basic from a time he was fairly young, recognized all the problems of this, and kind of moved out into the country the way you're saying mm-hmm. and. But studied tremendously mm-hmm. and was very, but very slow and deliberate. And he actually coined the phrase that I love so much, um, uh, discipleship of God, being a disciple of God, a disciple of Jesus is a long obedience in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And so many of his books are along the same lines. And, and of course, what else did he give us? The the message, um, yeah. paraphrase, translation of the Bible, which is uh, so helpful and so wonderful uh, uh, for one person. I don't know any other translation that one person translated the entire Bible and is so beloved. I mean, I don't know anybody who has mm-hmm. translated the whole Bible and had it published, but yeah. he did. And um, just a wonder. But who else could do that? You know, can you imagine anyone who surfs TikTok or YouTube on a uh-huh. regular basis, being able to translate the entire Bible and right. publish it that way it, with the beautiful, amazing language that he did? You can't. Uh, the, the old Chinese proverb that says, uh, the, the, I think it's Chinese, um, the, young, the young man is swift of foot, but the old man knows where to go. Yeah. And yeah. I want to be the kind of person who knows where to go. Yeah. Uh, and I so think... tell me, where do you feel that you're being uh, bullied by systems? By systems? Yeah. Okay. The big bullies. Yeah. Uh, I think our healthcare system. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked a bunch about that. I don't want to get that into too much. I want to, I want to focus on bullies and not yeah. on these on the particular bullies, but... 
I think the our just general um, employment co- commerce system, I guess, uh-huh. of the United States, um, which includes both employment and like, uh, you know, I want to buy local stuff, but when the price on Amazon is half the price yeah. of what it is to buy local, and I'm not, I, I sure don't want to support Amazon. It's evil, and. Holy smokes! How am I um, going to keep up otherwise? And yeah, and yeah. So that's uh, so the the whole commerce system. Yeah, I think is is I feel bullied by that. Um, and I mean in terms of systems, I think that's yeah. yeah. I feel definitely. My wife and I have been most bullied by insurance companies. Yeah, I, you've you've in their racket. You have yeah. suffered more there than than I have, but I I know your story and yeah. many other stories as well. Um. I feel uh, that there are people who, in in commerce, are bullies. I don't particularly have to deal with them, but I have found other people dealing with them, like a, a mechanic who says, "You need a whole new engine for this car," yeah, and they don't. So that's an individual bully. It's not uh, a systemic bully, but yeah, there are lots of folks like that for sure. Yeah, but in business, there's yeah. this kind oh, yeah. of yeah, yeah thing happening. Um, did you do you feel that there was? Uh, I guess that's it. There's a morality involved with bailouts. There's a course morality involved. Uh, yeah, that's, I think it's very complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. But at knee jerk, you wouldn't say it was big boy on the block getting his way, or would you? I I would. I would too. Yeah. But the alternative is not is wasn't great yeah the alternative it, it, the the choice there is not a clear moral good yeah. this way bad that way um okay what about um what about uh our legislative branch or our mm-hmm. executive branch or even our judicial branch are there mm-hmm. bullies in there are you seeing i mean oh uh, for sure yeah oh heavens the whole political system oh. is supposed to be bullying yeah I mean, that's not supposed to be, but that's that's how it's set up, which is why I always, we've talked so much about this, I always want to give power to the people. And mm-hmm. that's that's why I'm a huge advocate for universal basic income. Yeah. That's why I'm an advocate for uh, a, for a lot of the, like, let's, let's get the power back into, let's flatten out the hierarchy and get it back into the people. Because, uh, and, and our federal government has grown bigger and bigger and bigger, and the president has become stronger and stronger and stronger, and our Congress has become weaker and weaker and weaker. Even in Congress, we have bullies, but yeah, that's uh, we. You know, people people love a powerful singular leader. Well, I mean, the to me, it's more of an oligarchy, right? I mean, yeah. our democracy is turning into an oligarchy yep. where the people at the top make the rules and they yep. and they pat totally. each other, and they scratch each other's backs, and yep. they that's they help each other out inside trading. Yeah, that's um, and that's bullying. Yep, at, at the highest level, right? Totally. Um, let me ask you this: uh, Have you ever uh, experienced a church bully? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's another place yeah. where there can be religious abuse, they call it. Um, it is uh, sad mm-hmm. and difficult, and I have suffered, you have suffered, and many people have suffered. Uh, many people I've seen fall away from the faith yes. because of church bullies. Yes. Um, there's, yes. of course, a very famous podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, that you've listened to, that you've brought up many times. I've not listened to it yet, but uh, it's like... Dave, what is wrong with you? It's like You've one of the number one podcasts. I realize that. Yeah, it is. Um, if you haven't listened to it, start at the beginning. Don't start at the end. Start at the beginning and listen yeah. to the whole thing. It is. 
stunning. Yeah. It is. I mean, just even if you're not interested in church or interested in, in that I particular church, I think I've been church, putting it off because I, you know I have real experience with that. I know. And and maybe when that gets further in the rearview mirror, and uh, you know, Fair I'm enough. not. It's not so tender. Like I, I don't even need to hear it right now. Yeah. I, I lived it. You know. Yeah. People did that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I had to suffer. Yeah. Um. And I was trying to play ball. I was trying to extend the benefit of the doubt. I was trying to. Um, to live and let live and yeah. keep the peace and purity of the local church, which was misused and misapplied to, to keep bullies in power. Um, yeah, it's it's all around us. Yeah, there's uh, it's because of church bullies um, that I uh, I don't think I'll ever be a pastor again. Yeah, I mean that the pain is I, I can't I don't know what it would mean for me to become right for to be a for I'm me to sorry. be a pastor. Yeah, again. I mean that's that's yeah. Um, there are days when I, uh, I long for the simplicity of the neighborhood, the two streets, and the one fat kid <laughs> that I had to avoid. <laughs> that dad could keep it, dad and yeah, mom could, that could mom occasionally and dad, keep it Yeah, mom yeah. could make him cry and dad could lay him out. And yeah. I just had to be careful here and there, but otherwise I was free to play and yeah. live my life yeah. and, um, and assume good things. Yeah. Yeah. Come, so Lord what, Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus. So what you're saying is you really want to make America great again. <laughs> Oh boy! I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was just too close. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Bully, speaking of bullies, yeah. um, <laughs> the fat yeah. kid on the street. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. man. Hey, we've got bonus episodes for you. You've asked for them, we got them. Yep, more Hopper goodness. Bonus episodes are only for our Patreon subscribers. We're a little bit freer to tell stories we really don't want out there in the public. It's kind of like Hopper Podcast After Dark. Ooh. Like that time that we went to see the Rock Hard Willie Band. Yeah, but you've said too much. Okay. Well, listen, it's easy. Just touch or swipe on the cover art of the Hopper Podcast on your podcasting app. Go there and find the show notes. Follow that link. And sign up to give us a little bit of money each month, like $5, 10 $20. At any level, you're going to get immediate access to all of our bonus episodes, and we'll also send you a special link to a new private podcast feed, and you will get all the bonus episodes on your phone automatically. We love our Patreon supporters, and we treat them right. So if you want to hear about Willie's Dirty Laundry, oh, come on. sign on up. You know who you are. Thanks so much for your support. You can become a Hopper Podcast Insider today. Dave, I want to talk to you about the Monty Hall problem. Okay. Monty, Monty Hall, Hall from you, Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, when you were a kid mm-hmm. and sick home from school, did uh-huh. you ever watch Let's Make a Deal? I watched all those shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Price is Right and, uh-huh. and all those. Well, on it's called the Monty Hall problem because he, used to, he was the host of Let's right. Make a Deal, and he used to do this all the time. And so here's, here is the Monty Hall problem. Let's say that you're on Let's Make a Deal, and Monty uh-huh. Hall is there. And you and there are three doors. Yeah, you remember this three yeah. three doors. Uh-huh. And behind one door of the three, and you don't know which, is a car, a brand new, nineteen seventy four Gremlin. You're right. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right year, but P Green <laughs> P Green Gremlin. Yeah. Oh my goodness, we are so excited about this. Yes. P Green Gremlin. No, I, now I'm. Uh, that's the good prize. Okay, there's yep. one good prize, and there's two terrible prizes. Right. A right. donkey, a, a donkey, and, a, and a, uh, a a bag of French fries. A bag of French fries. Yeah, uh, a bag of old cold French fries. Yes, right. a donkey and a bag of French fries. Okay, now so then so that's the three doors, and you get to pick. So so what? Which one are you going to pick? 
Okay, one. Yeah, so you're going to pick door number one. Yeah. And he's going to say, okay, you pick door number one. And so whatever you, whatever's behind door number one, you get. And you got a car, a donkey, and a bag of French fries. Then what he's going to do is he's going to, sh- what's he going to do? He's going to show you. Right. He's going to open one of the other doors, either right. two or three. Uh-huh. And show you what's behind that door. And what's it going to be? It's a bag be, of fries. It's going to be the bag of fries. Right. Or the donkey. Right. He's not going to open the car. Right. Right. He's going to open it because he knows which which it is. And he's going to say, okay, open up door number two and it's the bag of fries. Right. Now, here's the question. Yeah. Should you, and he he says, now, now that you have seen what's in door number two, that's the bag of fries. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to switch to door number three or do you want to keep door number one? What do you do? Um, I think you switch. Okay. Why? To door number three. Why? Um, probabilities, right? You, it, when, you've, when you were guessing at first, you had a 33.3 repeating percent chance That's right. That's right. of being one correct. One third. Uh-huh. One out of three. Yep. And, and now you have a one, in, one out of two. So 50%, right? So if it's 50%, then why would you switch? 50% well, for this one, 50% yeah, for that one. Um, it's 50%, but you, when you chose, it was... Thirty-three percent. Yes. And now, so um, yeah. So the question you're asking me is, why don't you choose one again? Right. Are you going to well, stay with one, or are you uh-huh. going to go with two? Because or, or go with three. Excuse me. Yeah. So I'm, I have one or three. Yeah. Right. Does it matter if you switch? I think statistically it does, but I, I'm having trouble articulating it. So you're going to have to. Okay. So this is a puzzle that people have been pondering for a very long time. Uh-huh. There is a very, very clear answer, but it's confusing to a lot of people, including a lot of mathematicians. Uh-huh. Uh, the answer is very clearly: you should always switch. Yeah. All because you double your chances of winning, double your chances of winning uh-huh. if you switch. But what you just said is what most people think of, and it's what I. Right. Thought of for a long time before I really contemplated this. This is the Monty Hall problem. Uh-huh. And that is, it, we were at one and three. Now we're at one and two. If, if it really is one and two, then it doesn't matter if you switch. Right? 50% right. is number one. But 50% it's, number two. It's somehow affiliated with the first three. round, though, right? There's the statistical... So, let me explain. Let yeah. me explain. why and, uh, That it's actually... You're still at one-third if you stay with number one. Right. And you have a two-thirds chance if you switch to number three. Right. And here's why. No, that makes sense. Here's why. Yep. Because in the, in the first choice, it is really one out of three. You can pick any of them. You uh-huh. pick number one. That's number one. What are the chances that the car is in two or three? That's the two-thirds. Two-thirds. And you take two-thirds. one of those away, and there's so two-thirds Hall, on the third. Is going is yeah. inevitably going to take away one of the zonks, right? One of the bad ones. Right. He's, he knows which one is the car. He's not going to open the car, right? Because he's not going to open the car. If you if number one is the car, he can open either one, right. e- either two or three, right? But if the car is behind number two, he'll open number three, and if the car is behind number three, he'll open number two, right? Right. So. It's one-third and then two-thirds chance that it's in two or three. Yep. If he takes away, uh, if he opens up number two and that's the donkey, is that what he said? No, that's the fries. That's the fries. Yeah. 
then that two-thirds chance that it's in either two or three... Goes to three. It's a two-thirds chance that it's in number three. Yeah. Gotcha. And so by switching... Yep. You increase, you double your chances. One of the, another way that people explain it to help see that it really is uh, doubling your chance or increasing your chance, say instead of three, it was uh, a thousand, mm-hmm. a thousand doors. Yeah. You pick one and the car is behind one of them. The prize is behind one of them and you pick one. Okay. Let's say again, you pick door number one out of a thousand, a yeah. thousand doors. Yeah. And then he says, Okay. I'm going to open up 998 doors to show you that it's not in any of those. Those are all zonks. So now you have your door and door number 727. Mm -hmm. Do you want to switch? Of course. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because what are the chances? The chances are not 50-50. Right. Almost certainly. Well, it's a 999% chance. No, is that right? 99.9% chance that it's in that that one that he didn't open. Yeah. And that, but you take it down to three, and it's a yeah. little bit more confusing. Anyway, yeah, you switch every single time. Well, I don't plan on being on Let's Make a Deal. Is it still even on the... <laughs> is that show still on? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I go into people's homes all the time, and they watch those kind of shows, and I... Oh, you know what? It is on, I think... Or maybe it's reruns, but Wayne Brady is the host. Of Let's Make a Deal? Yeah. Huh. I think so. Or a show very much like it. Oh, oh, he was doing that for a while. I still don't think that's on, though. It's still on. I mean, they, I don't watch they, daytime they television, have, so I don't know. Maybe I don't it watch, is. I go into people's homes all the time, and, yeah. they're, and they're watching. So that maybe it's reruns from years ago, uh-huh. but it's on. It's yeah, absolutely okay. on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what time or what channel, but uh-huh. it's on. Yeah, yeah. So a more complicated version of this yeah. was um, the... Howie Mandel. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Pre- no, what was it called? Uh, Not Press Your Luck. That was a different show. Although that one uh, ended in a, in a blaze of glory. Did you know about Press Your Luck? Uh, no. So, uh, the you know, the, the the one with no whammies, no whammies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Press uh, Your Luck. So they right. had the board where the lights would go around and uh-huh. around and you, and you hit on oh, a prize. Wait, we, we talked about this. And the guy... Memorized it. It was in a. It wasn't yeah, random. It, it was, was in a an sequence. algorithm of something. He, it was an yeah. algorithm. It was in a sequence. He figured he, it out. He figured it out. And so he's like, he went for like an entire show and got nothing but like a Caribbean Prizes. vacation, yeah. France vacation, That's extra right. spin, extra spin, extra spin, um, yeah. Japan vacation, uh, Colorado vacation. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, they're like, how are you doing this? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I guess I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't truly random. No, but you're talking about um, Howie Mandel's. Uh, Deal or deal no or deal? Deal or no deal. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Similar things where you, you pick one suitcase uh-huh. and you eliminate all the other suitcases. I don't yeah. know if there's 25 or 30 or whatever. Yeah. And then there are options to switch if you make it far enough. Right, 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 um, right. Yeah, and it's all it's all about probabilities. That one's yeah. all about probabilities, yeah. Um, and that one, I don't think that it makes... That one's not exactly about probability. It is about probabilities, but it's um, it's averaging the numbers and then buying its... You know, it's uh, you can, you can the math is out. really simple on that one. You can buy out. Uh, you know, the the banker will give you a right, 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 right x amount of dollars for your suitcase, and it, it's it's just below what you know the risk of of you correct, yeah. correct, and it's just so, below, right? Yeah. It's just below, and so right. uh, yeah, it, it, it always favors the house. Always favors the house. That's right. Always favors the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right. Cool. Good. The Monty Hall problem. If you disagree with me, and probably some of you in listening will disagree with me, first of all, look it up and, and see why you're wrong. And if you still <laughs> don't believe it, uh, <laughs> you can email me, and I, I will just laugh back at you. Because if you actually run – there's a computer programs that run this all the time. Yeah. And you can, it's not hard to find that. And right. sure enough, switching every time. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You can write or call us. Just tap or swipe on the purple Hopper Podcast cover art on your podcasting app. Find the show notes for ways to suggest a topic for the Hopper or to tell us a funny story. And please go to thehopperpodcast.org. Yeah, try to keep it clean. And if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. Special thanks this week go to Jason Voorhees and his tenacious never quit attitude in life. Thank you, Jason. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. Join our Patreon for the bonus episodes. Willie, what's the take-home lesson from this week's episode? It is, it's better to be rich than stupid. True. That's the lesson. That's a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.